is no limit to your power, Lord Jesus. There is no limit to what you can do, Lord, and what you can do in and through us, Lord, when we walk in your spirit, Lord. And I pray, Lord, that as I bring your word, Lord Jesus, that you would anoint it, that you would do what you want to do in this place tonight. I pray, have you all in your way in everything, Lord, I pray in Jesus' name. Amen. The message tonight is really the companion message of Brother Peter's message this morning. And that's not something that I teed up with Brother Peter beforehand. I didn't give him a call. I didn't know what he was going to preach. And I finished my message last night and put it all here, ready to go. And the Lord just has a way of orchestrating things. The Lord just has a way of bringing things into place, putting things into place, and and saying that this is my will, and I am with the church. There are themes in many forms of media today that teach people that they have the power to change their lives and their circumstances, that they can be the masters of their own destiny, that they can be who they want it, who they want to be. They just have to believe in themselves. You find it everywhere. Most of the the hidden messages and, and the themes in children's programs are along those sorts of lines as well. The truth is that there are very few people who have the willpower to change their own circumstances on their own. And they're usually the ones that are too stubborn to give up even when things have become a lost cause. They keep hammering and hammering and trying option after option until something gives and finally turns their way. I'm reminded of the true story of a young British man name of Douglas Bader who wanted to fight in World War II. And if I get some of the details wrong, please don't crucify me. I'm going on memory from something I read when I was quite young. But it's a powerful story that sticks in your mind. A young British man, Douglas Bader, who wanted to fight in World War II and was learning to become a pilot before he lost both his legs, one amputated at the top of the leg, one amputated below the knee, after a cocky flying stunt went sour. He almost died, and when he recovered, he refused to let his amputations hold him back from a normal life. He was just too stubborn to, to believe what the doctors would tell him, that things were going to change. He found a way to walk again unaided, no walking stick, no nothing, through special custom-made legs, which took months of trial and error and practice. He even found a way to fly a plane again, literally by the seat of his pants, and he fought in the war before he was shot down and captured. As a POW, he did everything he could to cause unrest to the Germans and was always trying to figure out a way to join in escape schemes despite his obvious uh, disability in that area and not being able to be very good at it. After the war, 
He lived a normal life. He had a wife uh, before he got shot down. He played golf with specially designed legs and eventually died in his later years after his small plane crashed. This was a man who refused to take no for an answer, where thousands of others would have just accepted their fate. After all, they, lost their, they would have lost their legs. There's, there's no way back from that. There's no way to live a normal life after that. But this man was too stubborn to accept that. And so he ended up doing exactly what he set out to do. This was and is a rare occurrence that is made all the more significant because almost nobody else has had the extreme willpower necessary to take their similar situations head on. And you find that in so many horrendous situations that people face in their lives, so, many, so little come out of it on their own. So little come out of it without help. And many never recover from things that they suffer because people have very little capacity to overcome significant life challenges themselves. That's why there are so many psychologists psychiatrists, and so on and so forth and so forth, because people are generally unable to cope or rise above significant challenges, and they need help. If we really all had the power within ourselves to rise above towering hardships, then that would put the specialists out of business. So what happens when we come into the church? things change. See, when we get filled with the Holy Ghost, when we have Jesus living inside of us, things change. Jesus said that he would live inside of us. In John 14, 15, it says, If you love me, keep my commandments, and I will pray the Father, and he shall give you another comforter, that he may abide with you forever. Even the Spirit of truth, whom the world cannot receive, because it seeth him not, neither knoweth him, but ye know him. For he dwelleth with you and shall be in you. I will not leave you comfortless. I will come to you. Jesus is saying, I am going to be the comforter that comes to you, that's going to live inside of you, that's going to be with you for the rest of your life and in eternity. Further on down in John 14 and 26, it says, But the comforter which is the Holy Ghost, whom the Father will send in my name, he shall teach you all things and bring all things to your remembrance whatsoever I have said unto you. Peace I leave with you, my peace I give unto you, not as the world giveth, give I unto you. Not let, let not your heart be troubled, neither let it be afraid. There are things that are going to happen when we get filled with the Holy Ghost. There are things that are going to change. There is something that happens inside of us and we have a power within us that we had never had before. There's things that we're going to be able to overcome that we cannot, in our own strength, and our own power, overcome. Tonight, the title of the message is called The Power Within. You see, Jesus Christ is the head of all principality and power. It tells us so in His Word, Colossians 2.8. It says, Beware lest any man spoil you through philosophy and vain deceit after the tradition of men, after the rudiments 
of the world and not after Christ. For in him dwelleth all the fullness of the Godhead bodily. Talking about Christ. And ye are complete in him, which is the head of all principality and power. Jesus is the head of all principality and power. That means that he's over the top of it. Over every single power. Over every single um, rulership. Every, every kingdom. Every dominion on this earth. Anything that has power in this earth. Jesus is above and over the top of that. That is something that we need to realize. That is something that we need to understand. And when we have Jesus living inside of us, we have that same power within us that is living inside of us. That's not something that we should just look over, not something that we should just think, well, I'm just still a little old me. No, we have Jesus living inside of us. There are two extremes that people can go to when they are filled with the Holy Ghost. One extreme is to believe that they can do anything because they have Jesus living inside of them. They now have access to the power of God for whatever they wish to do, and God will grant it to them. They can command God to do anything that they want, and He will do it for them. This is false. I can just see God saying, well, you can command me all you want, but that's not my will. That's not my will for you. That's not my will at all. That's not my will at this time. God is not able to be commanded by us. We do not have authority or power over God. After all, Jesus has all of the power and all of the authority. In Hebrews 2 and 3, it says, How shall we escape if we neglect so great salvation, which at the first began to be spoken by the Lord and was confirmed unto us by them that heard him? God also bearing the witness both with signs and wonders and with diverse miracles and gifts of the Holy Ghost according to His own will. It's not by our own will that we get gifts, not by our own will that God gives us things by the Holy Ghost, but it's His will. And 1 John 5.14 says, And this is the confidence that we have in Him, that if we ask anything according to our own will, He heareth us. No, according to his will he heareth us it's not what we want it's what he wants that is where the power lies in our lives and the other extreme is that we just in inverted commas have Jesus living inside of us he is there as part of salvation and will take us to heaven if we continue in the truth he will help us and try to guide and lead us but there's no special power this is also false but I think that a lot of the time God's people get fooled into thinking those type of things. Because we don't allow ourselves to move in God's power. The truth is actually somewhere in between these two extremes, as is usually the case with most extremes. God has given us power but not according to our will or what we want. 1 John 5.14, as we just read, details the situation. And this is the confidence that we have in Him, that if we ask anything according to His will, He heareth us. And if we know that He hear us whatsoever we ask, we know that we have the petitions that we desire of Him. That is pretty powerful, full stop. Think about that. We know 
that He hear us. Whatsoever we ask, we know that we have the petitions that we desire of Him. Now, remember, we're not talking about what we want. We're talking about moving with the Spirit of God. It means that if we're asking anything according to the will of God, then He will back us up every time, time after time after time. The tricky part for us is knowing what God's will is in the situation and not trying to insert our own will into what we think God wants to do. But if we can walk in the Spirit, listen to the voice of God and not to any of the other voices that would fill our mind, then there is literally nothing that we can't do in the power of God because it's God that wants to do it through us in the first place. I don't know if we've really, truly got a hold of that. If we've realized what and who we have living inside of us. If Jesus tells us to do something, then if we act in faith, then he will back it up. If Jesus tells us to do a work for him or to fill a role in the church, then he will back you up, support you, and bring it to pass in his time. The worst thing we can do is run ahead of God's timing. But when he lifts you up, then he will give the power necessary. You see, we can't do it in our own strength. We never have been able to. We never will be able to. We'll only fall flat on our face. And so many times when we fall flat on our face, it's because we're trying to do it ourselves. We fall back into our own old default mode, thinking we can do everything or thinking that we need to be able to do everything on our own to be worthy of God. But we can only do it through His power that lives inside of us. We can't do it in our own strength. We'll only fall flat on our face. But when we fall on our faces before God and ask Him to make up the difference, it's already in His will and He will provide all of the power that you need. So, we've learned that God is living inside of us. We've learned that He has all power. But what are some of the things that the Holy Ghost gives us power for? Number one, power to be witnesses. Acts 1.8, But ye shall receive power after that the Holy Ghost has come upon you. You didn't have power before, but when the Holy Ghost comes upon you, you have power. And ye shall be witnesses unto me both in Jerusalem and in all Judea and in Samaria and unto the uttermost part of the earth. The Holy Ghost gives us power to be witnesses. When we are filled with the Holy Ghost, as I've said before, which is the Spirit of Jesus living inside of us, our bodies become a holy place. And because of that, God gives us the power to live a holy life. In 1 Corinthians 6.19, What? Know ye not that your body is the temple of the Holy Ghost which is in you, which ye have of God, and ye are not your own? For ye are bought with a price, therefore glorify God in your body and in your spirit which are God's. You see, when we become a temple of God, through being filled with the Holy Ghost, He commands us to glorify God in our body, to live a holy life, because He is holy. He wouldn't tell us to do that if he didn't give us the power 
do that. God gives us power to be content, even happy, in any situation, in whatever state you find yourself. Philippians 4.11, not that I speak in respect of one, this is the Apostle Paul, for I have learned in whatsoever state I am therewith to be content. I know both how to be abased and I know how to abound everywhere and in all things I am instructed both to be full and to be hungry, both to abound and to suffer need. I can do all things through Christ which strengthens me. God gives us power of freedom over fear, power to love the brethren, power to think clearly, power to overcome trials, temptations, and opposition, power to keep whatever gifts God gives you. Second Timothy 1.6 goes through all of these. Wherefore I put thee in remembrance that you stir up the gift of God which is in thee by the putting on of my hands. For God hath not given us the spirit of fear. When he gives us his spirit, he's not giving us fear, but of power and of love and of a sound mind. Be not there, therefore ashamed of the testimony of our Lord, nor of me his prisoner, but be thou partaker of the afflictions of the gospel according to the power of God. God gives us the power to go through trials and tribulations. And in further down in verse 14 it says, That good thing which was committed unto thee, keep by the Holy Ghost which dwelleth in us. When God gives us a gift, He gives us the power to keep that gift. Power to battle and to stand against opposing spiritual forces. Ephesians 6.10 Finally, my brethren, be strong in the Lord and in the power of His might. Put on the whole armor of God that you may be able to stand against the walls of the devil. For we wrestle not against flesh and blood, but against principalities, against powers, against the rulers of the darkness of this world, against spiritual wickedness in high places. Wherefore take unto you the whole armor of God that you may be able to withstand in the evil day and having done all to stand. You try to do anything like that without the power of the Holy Ghost and you're going to fall flat on your face. But only through the power of Jesus living inside of you can you do these things. Can we have the power to overcome? Also power to do above all that we ask or think. Power to understand spiritual things. Power to love the brethren again. Ephesians 3.14 For this cause I bow my knees unto the Father of our Lord Jesus Christ, of whom the whole family in heaven and earth is named, that he would grant you according to the riches of his glory to be strengthened with might by his Spirit in the inner man. He gives us strength. He gives us power. He gives us the ability to walk on with him, that Christ may dwell in your hearts by faith, that ye, being rooted and grounded in love, may be able to comprehend with all saints what is the breadth and length and depth and height. Gives us power to understand spiritual things and to know the love of Christ, which passes knowledge that you may be, might be filled with all the fullness of God. Not just a little bit, but all the fullness of God. Now unto Him that is able to do exceedingly abundantly above all that we ask or think according to the power that worketh in us. Unto Him be glory in the church by Christ Jesus throughout all ages, world without end. Because He is living in us, 
He can do things in us and through us that we could not even comprehend or imagine when we work with Him, when we walk in His Spirit. If you're called to the ministry, He gives you power to speak and to preach the words of God. So verse Corinthians 2, 4, in my speech and my preaching, this is Apostle Paul again, was not with enticing words of man's wisdom, but in demonstration of the Spirit and of power. That your faith should not stand in the wisdom of men, but in the power of God. God has promised that power will follow you as you minister the Word of God. Power to perform signs and wonders. Romans fifteen seventeen. I have therefore, whereof I may glory through Jesus Christ in those things which pertain to God. For I will not dare to speak of any of those things which Christ has not wrought by me, to make the Gentiles obedient by word and deed, through mighty signs and wonders, by the power of the Spirit of God. God has promised that signs and wonders will follow the church, will follow those who walk in His ways, who walk in the power of the Holy Ghost. And it continues on, So that from Jerusalem around about unto Illyricum I fully preached the gospel of Christ. And that is a powerful thing. God can cause us to do above that we could even imagine. And last of all, power to heal. Acts 3.11 And as the lame man which was healed held Peter and John, all the people ran together unto them in the porch that is called Solomon's, greatly wondering. And when Peter saw it, he answered unto the people, You men of Israel, why marvel ye at this? Or why look ye so earnestly on us, as though by our own power or holiness we had made this man to walk? They're saying, this isn't us, this is Jesus. This is the power of Jesus that did this. So, in summary, the Holy Ghost gives us power to be witnesses, to live a holy life, to be content, even happy in any situation, in whatever state you find yourself, to have freedom over fear, to love the brethren, to think clearly, to overcome trials, temptations, and opposition, to keep whatever gifts God gives you, to battle and to stand against opposing spiritual forces, to do above all that we ask or think, to understand spiritual things, to speak and preach the words of God if you're called, to perform signs and wonders, and to heal. That is not a short list, and is not a small list. Never again say that you have no power. Because you have all the power that you need living right inside of you. You can't do anything in your own strength. You never have been, you never will be able to. But living inside of you, there's someone who has all power, all dominion over all powers on this earth. When you work with God, when you walk in His ways, when you follow His steps, He will give you the power you need to do His will. When you feel the gentle nudge of God asking you to step out of your comfort zone and trust Him, then know this, He will back you up 100% every time. It may not work out the way you think it will, but God will have a hand in everything that happens next. Just make sure that you are hearing the voice of God first. So many people hear their own voice, think that they want to do a work for God, and they let themselves 
be their own masters, basically. And they try to do a work for God, and they fall flat on their face, and they say, God, what happened? Well, it wasn't God's will. You weren't listening to the voice of God. But when you know the voice of God, when you learn to trust Him, and you start to step out in faith, you won't be disappointed. Because God is on our side. We serve an amazing God. We serve a God of all power. We serve a God of wonders. We serve a God who is able to do above all that we could ask or think. So don't get caught up in your day-to-day situation. Know that Jesus is with you. When you're following him, when you're doing your best, there is power to overcome. There is power to overcome your situation. There is power to live a holy life. There is power to live victoriously. There is power to do the works of God in your life. We have a power within us. That's not ours to command or to control, but when we walk in His ways, when we walk in the Spirit, when we do what He wants us to do, then there is nothing that cannot be accomplished. Please stand. If I leave you with nothing else tonight, know that when you walk in the Spirit, He's on your side. The Spirit of the Lord is here. He hasn't finished yet. You know, if you haven't been filled with the Holy Ghost yet, now is the time. If you haven't received the Holy Ghost with the initial evidence of speaking in a language that you have never learned or heard before, then now is your night. Without the Holy Ghost inside of you, you're never going to overcome anything. You're never going to be able to walk with God. You're never going to be able to do things in your own strength no matter how hard you try you always fall flat on your face and if you try to do that you try to walk for God without his Holy Spirit then you know what I'm talking about already and maybe maybe you you realize that you haven't haven't known what you actually have inside of you Jesus is inside of you Listen to the voice of God. Listen to Him. I'm going to open the front of the church. If you want to come and you want to reach out to God, know that you've got something inside of you. Know that. Don't live a powerless life. Don't get pulled away around and dragged around with the things of this earth. But live above it because he has given you power. Oh, Jesus, move by your spirit and your power.